On today's show, Chevy launched another blitzkrieg against the Ford F-Series, so Ford punches back with nearly 1,000 pound-feet of torque, and why Land Rover is going sailing as an exercise in data mining. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. The penalty for not meeting fuel economy targets in the U.S. is about to get a lot stiffer. Automotive News reports that the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is more than doubling the fines it hands out for missing cafe targets. The agency will fine automakers $14 for each .1 MPG it's over the target, multiplied by the number of vehicles it sold. Previously, it was $5.50. Most automakers don't have to pay any fines, but certain luxury brands pay a lot, including JLR, Mercedes, Volvo, Porsche, and Ferrari. They pay millions of dollars in fines every year and are about to see that cost double. Regulators say the change is long overdue because it was cheaper to pay the fine rather than meeting the target. Last month, Chevrolet attacked the aluminum Ford pickups in a series of ads showing how they would get damaged if you dumped rocks or a toolbox in the bed. Those ads really made the F-Series look bad, except for one thing. Last month, sales of the F-Series skyrocketed by more than 24%, while sales of the Silverado fell more than 7%. But if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So Chevy launched another assault on the F-Series. At the beginning of this month, it offered a 20% discount on select models of its 2016 trucks. But they did it for only eight days. Chevy claims it grabbed 50% of all retail sales for pickups. And then it eliminated the fire sale. In fact, it says that for the month it's spending on incentives will be the same as everyone else's, including that huge discount. GM also used the same tactic on select 2016 Buick and GMC models to make way for the 2017s that are going into production. Speaking of Chevrolet, we just learned when the next generation of the Corvette will come out. Auto Forecast Solutions reports that the next-gen VET will go into production at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant in January of 2019. There's a lot of speculation in the blogosphere that the new VET will be mid-engined, But so far, we've seen no hard evidence to back that up. Auto Forecast also reports that the new Jeep Grand Wagoneer will go into production exactly one year from now at the FCA assembly plant in Warren, Michigan. The Grand Wagoneer will slot in above the Grand Cherokee and will help the Jeep brand become even more profitable. Speaking of Jeep, to help celebrate the brand's 75th anniversary, it just created a Wrangler concept inspired by the old Willys military model. It was built on the same assembly line in Ohio where the Wrangler has been built for decades and features a number of enhancements to make it look like it was plucked right from the battlefield. It's a really cool way to honor a vehicle that really started it all. Say, how does nearly 1,000 pound-feet of torque sound to you? That's coming up next. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. 
Ford may have been a little too conservative when it first announced power and torque numbers for the new F-Series Super Duty. Back in March, the automaker rated the truck's 6.7-liter V8 diesel engine at 330 horsepower and 725 pound-feet of torque. But now that we're closer to its launch date, Ford says the engine comes in at 440 horsepower and a whopping 925 pound-feet of torque. That's a huge change. Ford must have really wanted to keep these numbers from the competition as long as possible. But with all that power, the Super Duty can haul a heck of a lot of weight. Maximum gooseneck capacity comes in at 32,500 pounds. Fifth wheel is at 27,500 pounds. Conventional towing at 21,000 pounds. And a max payload of just over 7,600 pounds. The 2017 Super Duty goes on sale this fall. And speaking of Ford, its dealers are really going to have to pony up the cash if they want a chance to service the new GT supercar. According to a dealer document, service centers will have to plop down $30,000 in upgrades, which includes an exclusive clean room for the car that only a master tech and special sales rep can go inside of, special set of dollies for moving the car around, a tire machine that won't mess up the carbon fiber wheels, and a special jack for the transaxle. But for more extensive repairs, a specialist may be flown into the dealership, or Ford will ship the car back to Multimatic in Canada, the company that assembles the supercar. Toyota is investing heavily in artificial intelligence, but it's not the only one. Land Rover is using its AI expertise to help its boat team win the America's Cup. For over a year now, Land Rover engineers have been embedded with the team to mine data in order to get the best performance from the boat. They say they're applying Land Rover's big data processing power and machine learning expertise to co-engineer the fastest boat in America's Cup history. Coming up next, we take a look at how Buick turned the Porky LaCrosse into the lightest car in its class. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Automakers and suppliers face tough regulations to improve fuel efficiency and lower emissions. Making cars lighter can pay big dividends and every gram counts. That's why engineers trimmed 300 pounds from the new Buick LaCrosse. Half of that came from cuts to the body structure, and on last week's Autoline After Hours, Jeff Janssens, the chief engineer of the car, shared how he made sure the other cuts didn't hurt the lacrosse's quality. Hey, we're going to be segment leading. You guys need to go out and tell me, what can you do for me to be segment leading in performance, NNV, and quiet and comfort and safety? Okay, those are the key areas that we wanted to be segment leading in. So the teams went out and they came back and like, for example, the, the, door, the door lift mechanism for the, the window system. There's a, there's a system out there, it's cable drive, it's super light, but it's expensive. It's not, it's not the cheapest uh, method to do it, but we chose that because it lightweighted the car. So, and uh, the, dis like the, the sound absorbing equipment, uh, material we used in the car, there's, there's jute with heavy barriers on it and that's kind of a barrier technology. Well, there's a lot more expensive technology that absorbs the sound, and it's, a, it's significantly lighter, but it comes at a significant cost. Well, we chose that 
because we really wanted to optimize the car around that vehicle performance side of it, and it performed better. So it was a, it was a win-win, you know. In so we did a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, we've added some cost into the car in order to make it be segment leading because it, it, it doesn't come free. I mean, it's physics. Later in the show, the guys have a spirited debate about who's at fault involving the fatal accident with Tesla's autopilot, the driver or the company. To see what they have to say, you can find that discussion on our website or you can watch it on our YouTube channel. That wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching and join us again tomorrow for the latest news in the global automotive world.